Hello, and welcome to Charlotte Mecklenburg History with Dan Morrill. Will the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by and by. There's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord. Today is Wednesday, February 19th, 2020, and we're here today talking about Davidson and Davidson College. I am here with Dan Morrill. I'm his daughter, Mary Dana, and I'm going to let him uh, start talking. Well, you know, we got so many people in in Charlotte, Mecklenburg County who graduated from Davidson College, and it's quite a story. Let me start with the big picture, which I always like to do. Oh, I want to say something like, I think a lot of times people don't even realize that Davidson is in Mecklenburg County. No, they County. don't. They don't. You'd be amazed. They, you mean Davidson's in Mecklenburg County? Well, it is, definitely. Well, you know, when you think about the reason the college, there were several colleges, private religious colleges, that came into existence in the 1830s. Davidson had its first students in 1837. Uh, Trinity College, which eventually became Duke University, had its first students in 1839. Wake Forest actually began to become an institution of higher education in 1834. So the Baptists, the Presbyterians, and the Methodists were all founding these colleges. And the reason was because of the Second Great Awakening. And that was a renewal among Protestant churches of religious fervor. The This was part of the Romantic movement. It was a reaction against the Enlightenment, where reason was supposed to determine everything. So the idea was that you were going to send students, then young men, with almost no exceptions, to college other than sending them to places like the University of North Carolina. Because the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill was secular. But indeed, these schools were going to emphasize two things. One was that the real source of truth was Jesus Christ and the New Testament and the Old Testament of the Bible. And that other thing that they were to emphasize, particularly for young men, was to live upright lives where you didn't get drunk, you didn't cheat, you didn't gamble, you didn't do all these horrible things, to live an upright, virtuous life. And that's what they were basically all about. They also all originally had a manual labor component where students had to go out and actually work in the fields for two, three days a week. The idea being an idle mind is the devil's workshop. So these are, that's how you understand all these schools. Okay, now Davidson. Davidson was named for a Revolutionary War hero 
a local man who was in a Continental General who got killed at the Battle of Cowan's Ford, where that dam is now that makes Lake Norman. He w it was February 1st, 1781. He was actually killed in that battle. And his son owned a lot of land up in northern Mecklenburg County. He was also named William Lee Davidson. Of course, he was junior. He was the man who sold the land in 1835, about 400, 450, 460 acres along what was called, you know, the, 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 the Charlotte Statesville Road, dirt road that ran along the granite ridge that separated the watersheds of the Catawba River and the Yadkin River. So that, that's really how the school got started, the Concord Pre Concord Presbytery was really interested in starting a school. They tried to get one going in Lincoln County between 1821 and 1824, but it didn't make it. It folded up, so they went back, tried again in 1835. They got Mr. Davidson to sell them this land at a real good price, and it was right on the main road, dirt road, from Charlotte to Statesville, and they decided that'd be a good place to start the school. They bought it in 1835, the first students, and when I say students, you're talking about a couple of dozen. I mean, they were. it was a very small operation, but uh, the first students came in 1837. Now, Davidson, you have to realize how isolated we were. You know, people now think about, you know, let's go to Raleigh. Well, you get to Raleigh and get your car and go to Raleigh. Before the railroads came, and a consistent railroad does not come to Davidson until 1874, it took you five days by stagecoach to get from Charlotte to Raleigh. Five days. Five days. And, of course, you can imagine how isolated people were. So and the roads weren't very good. The, ro the road there, right? not very good. They were awful. <laughs> they were mud holes. But anyway, that, that was the idea that if you wanted these young men to go to college, you had to have a college close by. And they picked the location because it was reachable distance from Charlotte, reachable distance from Statesville, and reachable distance from Salisbury. So they thought this would be a good place to sort of start the school. And really for the first 20 years, uh, Davidson barely holds on by this, you know, by, by, by the skin of its teeth. I mean, it's very, I don't know if skin of the teeth makes any sense, but anyway, it was barely it surviving. Okay. They, they, you know, the most faculty members they ever had was four. Okay. The only, and the most students they had was maybe a little over a hundred. Mm -hmm. So it was a very small operation. Now, again, they were trying to basically make male human beings into gentlemen. Now, I hate to tell you, Mary Dana, 
that ain't no easy task. Yes, I know that. <laughs> they, 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 they tried very, very hard to do that. Students weren't supposed to drink. In fact, they were not to drink at all about alcohol. That was not to be. No gambling, no swearing, none of this bad no stuff. No womanizing. Oh, heavens no, no womanizing. And you didn't talk about, no, no, no. Well, anyway. Now they they really built some fine buildings, some of which are left. Some of the there I know of three original buildings that still stand. Two of the original dormitories, Elm Row and Oak Row. These little one story buildings. You go to downtown Davidson, you can see them right from Highway one fifteen, right when you go through town. They also the original president's home. Fellow named Robert Hall Morrison. That's a big name in itself for those who are into that sort of thing. It, the, the original presence home's there too. It's been changed and modified and added onto. And then in the late 1840s, they were they got away from that manual labor stuff pretty fast, mm-hmm. but they got really big into literary societies where you were supposed to go and debate, debate debate, elocution, you know, speaking well, debate was a big thing. And there are two buildings up there that were built in the 1840s. One of them is known as Philanthropic Hall, and the other one's known as Humanian Hall, and they are still there. But you can imagine, before the railroad came, uh, there was very, very little there except the college. The town does not even become incorporated until 1879. So that's, you know, that's way in the future. Mm-hmm. The college really is fundamentally all that's there. They had a little inn there, the Helper Hotel, it's called, which is still in Davidson. I was going to say, is it but still there? It is, it is. But the, the, the town, it was really just, just a minute place. Now, the road did go through some changes. Many people don't know about plank roads. They think, By the way, they have a whole idea that plank roads, you actually rode on the planks. No, 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 no. The plank was the foundation of the road, and then you put gravel over the top of it. But plank roads, which started in Canada in the 1830s, got real popular in the 1840s, and that road from Charlotte to Statesville became a plank road, the idea being better to ride on planks than to ride in the mud because you get stuck in the mud. So, so you know, that, that made traveling a little bit faster and you, you could carry a little bit heavier loads, but nothing really big happens as far as up until 1855. Now, in 1855, holy moly, my. There was a man named Maxwell Chambers. He was from Salisbury, Rowan County. And he was very, very, very wealthy. He was mainly in the textile industry. He was an early textile manufacturer. Well, the old man died in 1855. He gave, now get this, in his will, because he believed so much in this fervor of trying to tame these 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 uh, stallions, 
He was. <laughs> he, he gave two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to Davidson College. Oh my gosh! Now that made this this little podunk Davidson College one of the richest colleges in the country. I mean. I don't know how much it translates into, but it'd be millions today. And they built a building that was known as, you might guess, the Chambers Building. Right. Named after Max, Maxwell Chambers. And it was absolutely huge. And it was designed by one of the most renowned architects of the mid-19th century, a man by the name of Alexander Jackson Davis. He came and designed this thing and I mean, it was massive. Now, by the way, it one of the dramatic events in the future of the college. It burned down in 1921. Oh, I was going to ask. It, you it, it burned there, down. So it burned and, down. And, and I'm going to get to my personal experience with Davidson if I have time. But anyway, okay. um, but that that really did transform the school. But there's one big problem. Something happened in 1861, namely. The Civil, Civil War. War. And even though Davidson did not close, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill actually closed during the Civil War. Davidson stayed open and it invested practically its whole endowment in Confederate bonds. Oh, and so this mistake. school that had gotten so wealthy so fast, it just went kaput. Right. But let me tell you one other thing interesting that that, that 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 happened. There was a railroad that came in 1861. It was known as the AT&O, the Atlantic, Tennessee, and Ohio Railroad. It never got to the Atlantic. It never got to Tennessee. It never got to Ohio. But it was built from Charlotte to Statesville. And there's a street off of North Trine Street to this day called Atando Avenue. And that's A, T, and O, because it was a road that went to a depot on that rail line. The oh. only problem was that during the Civil War, because the Confederacy needed iron so bad, they took all the rails up. So the, the, the railroad didn't last. But there was a brief railroad there in eighteen still a street I mean, 18, after. Yeah, and a tando after. Now, after the war, Davidson... It, it, it had to struggle. And by the way, I got I don't have enough time. Uh, there was a great there was a great story about Daniel Harvey Hill. Daniel Harvey Hill, D.H. Hill, who married one of the daughters of the first president of Davidson College, who was Robert Hall Morrison. And by the other, by the way, his brother-in-law was Stonewall Jackson. He married another daughter of Robert Hall Morrison. But D.H. Hill was brought to Davidson in 1854 to get these students under control because despite the good efforts of these Presbyterians, they were having a horrible time with students. There were riots. They threw rocks in professors' houses. There was there was actually a, a bomb that went off. I mean, it was horrible. Bad, 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 bad stuff going like on. And D.H. Hill came in there, and man, I tell you, he put it to him. Now, I tell you, I could quote D.H. Hill. He's buried, by the way, in Davidson. 
and I heard that the head of the religion department at Davidson College wants to remove the marker for D.H. Hill's burial place because it's an element of white supremacy because he was a Confederate general. But oh. I'm not going to get into that. But D.H. Hill was a big figure in the 1850s in Davidson. Now let me talk a little bit about the town. A huge event was 1874 because then they did get a railroad. And that railroad's been there ever since. And the railroad goes through Davidson to this very day. Had the nickname, they called it the June Bug. It went up through Derrida. In fact, they talk about making it sort of a commuter rail line even to this day. But remember, the biggest thing that really changed any place, because there are no automobiles, there are no highways, plank roads didn't last because the wood rotted out. They found them to be really unserviceable. But the biggest thing was, were you on a railroad or not? Well, Davidson, when it got that railroad in 1874, really began to grow. That's when you start getting those, you drive up there now and see those commercial buildings that are there across from the campus. That's because the railroad brought people there. And Davidson began to develop as a commercial and industrial, you know, center. In fact, it became a cotton mill town in many ways. It's really funny. I went to Davidson, and I'll talk about that in a minute. I could do a whole thing on that. But... I went to Davidson in 1956. Weirdest place I've been in my life. Over on the east side of the main street. Oh man, it was pristine, preppy. You know, it was the college. The other side was African Americans and mill workers. Because there were textile mills that got built in Davidson at the end of the 19th and the beginning of the 20th century, there, you know, there was, the, 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 it, it really began to change in terms of, of, of the, the Delberg Mill. By the way, it gets its name from the fact that the last, first part of it is the last syllable of Iredale County, and the second part's the last syllable of Mecklenburg County. So it's the Delberg Mill. There was also the Linden Cotton Mill, and also a substantial, as the college grew, and it did grow, primarily because Davidson began to develop a good reputation, particularly for academics. It still had that, we're going to tame you routine, you know. The town became less isolated because a highway got there in 1930. And let me been just a minute talking sure. about big okay. big changes sure. that occurred in the second half of the 20th century. Um, one was the building of the Cowan's Ford Dam, the same place where that General Davidson was killed. And that was 1959. That's when they built that dam. And it took about five years for Lake Norman to fill up, named for an official of, of, um, of Duke Power Company. Well, that, that really changed Davidson. I mean, Davidson now had a lakefront. You know, that, that, really did, that really did modify its nature. And, of course, US-21 had a sort of bypass that was 
built in the 1950s. And, of course, Interstate 77 comes later. And now, you know, Davidson doesn't, I mean, five days to, to Raleigh is no longer, I mean, right. you know, and Davidson has become basically just part of the larger Charlotte area. But that, that had to do because of the transportation. Now, another huge change came in 1972. And that's when they let women begin to enroll in Davidson. Not until 1972. 1972 is when Davidson said women could come in. There was a lot of opposition to that. So when you go to, I don't know what percentage of the student body at Davidson's female now, but I think it's about half and half. And I mean, it's a whole different place. I mean, you get a bunch of guys together and there ain't no females around. That is a different phenomenon when you got females around. I mean, it's just a reality. Sure. I mean, it can lead to all kinds of stuff. But that has really, really changed the nature of that institution. And the other big change came in 2005. Now, get this straight. Get it straight. Until 2005. Basically, in order to be a member of the Board of Trustees of Davidson College, you had to be a Presbyterian. Okay. You had to be a Presbyterian. Well, they changed that. No longer did you have to be a Presbyterian. And they also did away with this concept that you had to accept Jesus and the New Testament and the Old Testament as the ultimate source of truth. Now, listen, let me, let me end this by by my personal experience at Davidson. I'm not blaming Davidson, but if there's ever been a misfit for Davidson College when I went there in 1956, it was me. Yes. Okay, now, I remember that you told first, me about first of all, they were still into that idea that, boy, I mean, you're going to come in there you were going to be taken down a notch or two. Your arrogance and your male proclivities are going to be, you're going to be made to, to be obedient. And you only You had to wear one. a beanie when you were a <laughs> freshman. You had to wear a beanie. You wore a beanie? I wore a beanie. Do you have a picture? Oh, gosh, I think I threw it away. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. And not only that, when you walked down the sidewalk, you had to get out of the way of any upperclassman if you were a freshman. Oh, like you were a second oh, class. Oh, a second like class. A absolutely second class. And let me tell you something else. See, the whole idea of that Calvinistic thing was that human beings are by nature evil. I mean, if, there any, if there's ever anybody who believed in original sin, it was John Calvin. We had to go to required Sunday night vespers in the chapel. And I mean, we had to fill And I mean, they were strict about this. I've forgotten what the penalty was. You can miss a couple, I guess. But you had to go. And the reason was very simple. Not only was it the matter of getting the religion pounded down your throat, but it was also... See, they had Saturday classes. Now, there was nothing unusual about that. NC State had Saturday classes. Saturday classes used to be pretty common. Half a day on Saturday. 
Well, you didn't get away from there till noon. Well, you got to be back Sunday night. Well, you can't be too much, get into too much trouble, you know. So I mean, it was really, 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 really unbelievably tough. I mean, strict. We, oh, strict. strict. Oh, oh. I, and I go up to Davidson now and walk, and this is personal. I walk across that campus, it kind of gives me the willies. But it's really changed. I and, mean, it's and you really were only changed. there a year. I was, I was just year. like Woodrow Wilson. I was there for one year. Woodrow Wilson was at He Davidson was at Davidson for one, one year. year. Well, I can tell a great story about that very briefly. The story goes that he visited the campus when he came to Charlotte right after the First World War. And he went to his dorm room where he had been before, and he knocked on the door and the student asked, who's at the door? And Woodrow Wilson said, it's President Woodrow Wilson. And the student thought he was putting on the hooey, and he said some profanity in response. And when the door was open, the president came in, the student jumped out the window of the dormitory room. But anyway, that's, <laughs> but I mean, it was really, but Davidson does an excellent job of uh, traditional academics. Now, of course, it's uh, racially integrated. It's co-ed to the core. But uh, Davidson has a fascinating history, which I have barely touched on, but that's all i got time it's, for. It's very crowded there, too. It is. <laughs> it is. I noticed that when we went through. Right. So, I right. didn't even mention Lefty Drizel. Who's, who's Basketball coach from 1960 to 1969. When I was there in 1956, nobody even cared to go to the game. They oh. knew what Davidson was going to lose. <laughs> Lefty Drizelle came in there. He made Davidson a basketball powerhouse. But I didn't mention him. And, but well, anyway. now you, well, you just did. I did. So that's good. Yep. Okay, well, thank you for joining us today. And... Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the Charlotte Trolley. Trolley. Right, right, Charlotte right, Trolley. Right, right. So, thanks again for being here, and we will see you next week. I was standing by the window on a cold and rainy day when I saw the hearse rolling. Carry my mama away. Will the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord? By and by, there's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord. The undertaker, undertaker, please, for that body that you're hauling.
Bye.